What is going on, Gen Nation? How you doing out there? Scythex here, and we are at episode episode 13 of the Multiversal Podcast. Um, oh, yeah. We have, as you heard just now, we have a guest with us this time around, and uh, joining me for episode 13 is Sparta Chris. How you doing, homie? What's up, man? I'm, I'm excited to finally get into one of these uh, episodes here. I've been trying to find time. Yeah, um, finally here. We got quite a bit to talk about, but uh, real quick, just to let you guys know, um, if you don't already, we are on all—I I don't want to say all—but we are on most podcast channels. Um, on all the important ones, the, the important ones, correct? Right. Um, so Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, uh, Player FM. Um, if you just search for us, uh, you'll find it. Will, will pop up pretty easily at this point. Um, and just a quick reminder, we do have merch available. So if you look in the description, if you are on YouTube, uh, the link will be in the description. If you're listening through the podcast, um, just our episode details should have the link as well. Yep. Um, and then, of course, if you're joining us live on Twitch, you can just do a command merchant chat and uh, it'll generate the link for you um but we got you know shirts hoodies mugs phone cases all kinds of good stuff and um you can't see it now but i'm sporting the g-gen hoodie right now and it's super comfortable yeah same here so uh hopefully <clears throat> if you guys pick something up you can tweet it at us and kind of show off the merch and uh, that'd be greatly appreciated and uh, throughout the whole episode um our socials will be running across the bottom. So, without further ado, this is episode 13. We are going to start in the entertainment verse. And, um, Chris, I, we're going to start that? with the flash on the CW. Okay. Oh, um, man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, it's not, we're not going to go too deep into, you know, the, the CW verse and anything like that. But um, Grant Gusted recently posted uh, on Instagram, um, he called it the last first time of putting on the Flash suit. And it's bittersweet because it's the final season of the Flash on the CW. And uh, right. if anyone's still following the Arrowverse, um, the Flash has been the only show carrying the load i would say at this point um, by far there it's, there's it's some moments in other series but um chris what would you think of of the flash and how do you feel uh, so the flash ending? green arrow has always been my favorite in the cw verse mainly because it was the first one and i like the more gritty kind of grounded show yeah, for sure. uh, but the flash was very easily in the first season one of the top shows. I mean, the finale to the first season was so well done, and the mm-hmm. setup with the villain was well done. It the only lasted brilliant, brilliant, so brilliant that he's still the only good villain yeah. that the show has done, and they keep bringing him back. Eobar's yeah. done over and over again. I feel like the show very quickly wore out its welcome a little bit for me. Uh, two seasons, I was really into it, then it started to drop, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because it was too soap opera ish. If that if that makes they any CW'd sense. CW'd it. They, they had something good and they CW'd it. <laughs> they CW'd it, yeah. I mean, everyone was too pretty. I mean, the, you know, the, and even the, the um, that Green Arrow, came out, it was the same problem. It was like they start building this ensemble cast 
they get to a point where they every season it's like they feel necessary to add a new person and there's no room for that and the flash hit that after two seasons we get cisco caitlin um you know iris and then barry they had a team i guess that was fine you didn't need to expand from there why not just keep those characters give them storylines whatever and then they kept bringing in new characters and you had to keep switching you know the one thing that did work for a long time was the uh uh, harrison wells kind of doppelganger that kept showing up and yeah you know it gave the actor a chance to play a new role little cameo every so often (laughs) yeah that worked probably through like six seasons but even then it's just wore out its welcome that was that was the problem with the show just wore out its welcome yeah and um uh, it's almost a little too late it should have ended a while ago um but i also having said that barry allen is still the best flash we've ever gotten on screen and i hope he continues in the movies yeah agreed and that was gonna be my point like it's bittersweet that this show is ending um and i feel like everything from the Arrowverse is gonna slowly end as uh the cw was bought um Mm -hmm. So I think anything that's like a DC property is probably going to fall back to uh, Discovery, Warner Brothers. And um, I would imagine if they're going to reboot the TV-verse in some fashion, it would happen on uh, either HBO or Discovery Plus at this point. I don't yeah. I think the CW not being a Warner Brothers property is... is all those shows are going to start falling off the network, I feel like. Let me um, ask you this question. Do you think if they reboot the show, do you think they go, they change it to a more grounded and gritty kind of style or stick with the kind of campiness that the show had? It, I would love a good mixture because Barry Allen is meant to be somewhat of a lighthearted, funny type of character. Agreed. But, um, it, it, the stakes involved for him are so much bigger than the other grounded uh, superheroes like Green Arrow and stuff like that. Those are all like city level, ground level, right? you know, problems where the Flash is changing time for a whole universe. You know what I mean? Like they're they're just bigger in scale. So I feel like it needs to hold the grittiness and kind of, you know, Kind of like adapt to the tone of the overall universe. I yeah. guess they're building, but See, um, still I keep like, its campiness. I'm sorry, good. I I, did, I feel like the Flash kind of falls into the same group as Batman and Superman for me, where basically everyone knows the Flash, everyone knows the powers, everyone knows like the kind of origin story. It, you don't really need to make him the focus. They should be used to bring fans into new movies and new properties, introduce mm-hmm. new heroes. You know, team somebody up with the Flash, team somebody up with Batman, team somebody up with Superman. You know what I mean? I've been saying that for a while. I just don't yeah. think they they necessarily need their own stuff. How much more can you show us with for these characters that we've seen already? You know, I mean, the Flash. Don't get don't forget the Flash is one of the few comic book heroes to have a TV show that was popular. You know, back before comic right. book stuff was taken seriously. And and I love the fact that he's in this show. Yeah, that's it's how awesome. good the show was. They brought the same actor to, to play the same character back for yep. this show. So it's like, you know, it kind of shows you that people know this character. We don't really need to focus. They did a good job with what they had. Yeah. But in my opinion, move on. Use you know, him as a secondary character. You know what's crazy about this show? It does what? the visual effects better than the movie did. Oh, to pl- thank you. That that silly like skate walking or skate running that Ezra Miller had to do. Bro, it the, looks so you know, bad. 
so bad and this show like, yeah listen, he, he, exactly like you said it looked like he was skating a sprint well I, i'm pretty <laughs> sure if you watch the behind the scenes for um the justice league what you know the theatrical one yeah uh, zach snyder said that he wanted to model the movement after was it like speed skating and yeah. wanted and that's why he does that that weird slow like arm swing and it's just Oh, it's just really bad decision after bad decision. You know and and I mean? the fact that the lightning was white made zero sense to me. I, yeah, I, that's just Zack Snyder doing it his own way, regardless. He, he hates color, so yeah, everything's got to be dull and yeah. muted colors. Black and white, yeah. dull gray. Um, but, but the visual effects and in, in for a CW budget show, the visual effects were actually pretty spot on for Flash. I loved Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, but you know to wrap this up like you said and like we've been saying uh the both of us i think uh, for a long time now is grant gustin needs to put the suit on for the movies um yeah kick ezra miller out insert grant gustin he already has the knowledge of the character because he's had to do a lot of flash reading for this character because despite it being the cw verse they tackled a lot of of the comical issues you know what i mean and yeah absolutely so you had to you had to add some sort of knowledge to it and um, i guess i guess the problem there though is the problem there is does grant gustin want to be the flash for another 10 years i I, see here's the thing i think he's because he's reached like a certain level of acting fame now um he recently put out a netflix movie where it got i think almost if not a perfect score in Rotten Tomatoes, and he was pinned as like the best part of the movie. Um, I forget what the name of the movie was, but it was like high praise for him as an actor, you know. And right. I- I'm thinking he wants to get into more movies and kind of leave the the grueling scheduling of a of a network TV show um, that's twenty something episodes long, you know. I guess that's the one positive if he, if he switches to the movies is he could spend a couple years make the next mo- Flash movie and then, you know, take a few years off to do whatever he wants to do and then just come right, back yeah. to it. Like, what, they film for eight months, maybe comes back for a couple of reshoots or whatever, but, you know, he's only, he films for eight months and then he could take a year or two off or whatever and then work on other projects. He's not locked into the Flash every year because scheduling, you know what I mean? Right, um, right. So I think he would do it in that aspect. But um, I don't know. I would love to see it. But if um, WB is smart, they throw some money his way, and at the end of the Flash movie, Flashpoint, they basically have like Ezra Miller, you know, become one with the Speed Force, and then yeah. all of a sudden, like an end credit scene is a big flash of light. Everyone's looking at it, and Grant Gustin walks out in a Flash suit. Dude, like, I would where lose am I? My shit, if that actually happened, bro. I would absolutely lose my shit. I get chills just thinking about it right now. Yeah, like that. That alone would would make me like want to see future dc movies yeah just if that just that one scene yep it, it would establish it really quick that ezra's out grants in and right. the, the universe is off and running let's uh, right like even if they took five years later or you know five to ten years to come out with another flash movie but we just know that this is what the direction they're going in yep. yeah it'd be worth it yep 100 um so yeah uh moving on we're going to switch over to uh i was gonna put this towards the end because it kind of blends into the gaming verse but screw it okay here we are sonic prime they just released uh a teaser trailer 
and in my opinion it looked better than i thought it would i didn't know what to expect from this exactly especially coming from netflix because it's typically not something netflix handles um but, um, much better than I thought it would. Yeah, much but uh, this show is so interesting to me because they don't show you too much from the teaser, but they kind of give you like there's other Sonics in the world. You know what I mean? Well, and um, yeah, yeah. And then the show looks like the video, like a video game brought to life. Yeah, they, 100%. they clearly went. They clearly took inspiration from the uh, the 2D animated games or 2D uh, sprites and built a 3D world out of that. Yeah, and um. It's interesting because uh, I, I briefly looked up like what the show is about, and yeah. it's basically a Sonic verse. Um, I don't know if you knew that, but Sonic well, Prime. Well, you mentioned it. Yeah, I didn't get that from the trailer, but you mentioned that uh, to me uh, yesterday or earlier today. Yeah, so Sonic Prime is apparently uh, like the Prime Earth or the Prime World that Sonic's on. Like that's you know World Number One. Um, and apparently something happens that shatters the universe and there's all these sonic verses and so you see like i think in the teaser trailer showed like a, a black color uh sonic and i think there was maybe another one but um see, like, i feel like that we don't really need though yeah like, i feel like the multiverse is the flavor of the month yes and uh 100 shout out to the podcast but um yeah. Um, hey, this, that's not a problem, right? When it comes to the podcast, I'll take it. But it, it you know, it's this. It, the MCU is driving the topic for sure. Um, oh, for absolutely. I mean, if anyone had a question of how powerful the MCU has become in Disney, uh, by extension, it's just look at the fact that the multiverse is everywhere. Yeah. And you know what's everywhere. crazy to me? The, the DC should have jumped on this before the MCU did because yeah. they have a crazy, crazy multiverse. Yeah, um, and they and have, then, and then you just you end it with the Crisis of Infinite Earth in in a movie format, and oh my god, that would be an event of all events on the screen. See, I think that isn't just a perfect. Not to get uh, too crazy off topic, but that's a perfect example of how there's some executives probably who work for Warner Brothers who and maybe now discovery um who just didn't trust that the fans of comic book movies were ready for something that out there right and i agree with you especially as like the infinity uh, infinity war and endgame were kind of closing the stories dc had an opportunity to jump in with their longer history of of movies that were popular because they have a lot more movies that were done well before the mcu came around right and they could have slowly started trickling in these like you know nostalgic cameos and stuff and really won the crowd uh with their with their choices but instead they waited they sat back and you know kept trying to rush to catch up rather than do their own thing that's how they could have separated themselves you know, and you know what's sad now that i'm thinking about it they're rushing to catch up when they had the commanding lead from the start from the start i so, mean mcu has completely over uh you know uh, lapped them at this point but right. uh you're so right. it, it's crazy man but um i i they have they have the potential and, and to go back to sonic this is apparently um the sonic that we know i guess it, it, his whole objective is to piece the universe together to get his prime reality back together so our sonic is sonic prime yeah yeah that's, that's the idea and, and they're not calling him dr robotnik they're calling him the egg guy or something like that 
I don't know if that's like, just a plan no, of words. No, why make that change? That I, don't, that I don't get. Why make that change? Yeah, Eggman. I don't know. I don't He's know Eggman. if that's going to be like a, a, a weird grand reveal later on while you're watching, but to not call him Dr. Robotnik is kind of strange. Yeah. It, you know, those are like the weird, silly things that uh, I feel like, you know, producers, again, they, they want to like differentiate themselves and they choose the wrong thing to differentiate, differentiate their property. When it's like that's just that's basic information. He's Eggman, Doctor Robotnik. You know the players don't change. Keep that the right. same. Come up with another story. Exactly. But um, yeah. So this is due out the winter of 2022. So I'm assuming sometime December. Um, well, when is the game coming out? Frontiers. The game is not for a while. Though. November, December of this year or next year? This year, I believe. Oh, so clearly they're the show. I guess is meant to capitalize on the game. Okay. Yeah might actually be next month we'll go through um the october list that's yeah we'll coming get out later i'm, but, I'm um, jumping the gun i i'm not exactly sure we'll have to double check so with that being said we're gonna uh, leave the sonic verse and um shoot over to the mcu as we mentioned it um this is strange to me and i want your thoughts on this Marvel Studios said they are going to focus on the casting of Fantastic Four while the script is being written. Now, I feel like they should have already been doing that. And it's strange yeah. to me that they haven't gotten anyone. Like, not even a real. a little surprising, right? Yeah, it's surprising to me because they cast so well for their movies. Right. So maybe it's they don't want to rush the process to get the right person, which I understand. Well, but I feel like we're so far along that we're now we're behind on. My confusion is more about like how do you cast your Reed Richards if you don't know what the character is going to be on paper? You know right. what I'm saying? Like you know Robert Downey Jr. arguably created uh, the Tony Stark character for the MCU. They really didn't have a script, and you know he kind of embodied the character anyway. But in a, in a property this big that they announced so long ago, you would think they'd have a story out. They'd have at least one treatment of the script so they knew the kind of personality they wanted, and then you could start casting. So it's a little it's a little weird to me, or a little scary, I should say, that uh, suddenly now they don't even know what the character's going to be on paper, and they're still and they're going to start looking for an actor. I'm very surprised about that. Yeah, it's it's strange to me. Um, they just I mean, seem just so strange. far behind on it. I don't I don't know. Right, and then the Fantastic Four is such a huge property. You would think that they would be what, kind of ahead of the game. You know, they they announced it how long ago now? We've been waiting yeah. for them to release this movie. Oh, I don't know, but yeah, they Feige actually have is, a director, uh, so maybe right. the ball's starting to move. But I don't know. I don't know what the holdup is. Feige has one of he's given, he's earned as much. Uh, uh, What's the word? Uh, free will, not free will. He's earned yeah. as much like, trust from us as as anyone could. So I I agree. I will say this though. I hope he's not, um, and I've said this before about the MCU, like it's possibly stretching itself too thin at this point with all the projects coming out so quickly. Right. I hope now with Feige, he's not burning himself out because now he's in control of Star Wars and he's got that whole plate to deal with on top of right. the multiversal madness, I'll call it, uh, of this saga. Um, yeah, that's the one scary thing. Once they gave him Star Wars, like just because yeah, he's good with like, the MCU doesn't mean he suddenly is so can be so good with the the Marvel stuff. I mean, yeah, sorry, and, with the, and, with the, and it's uh, exciting 
like because you have somebody like kevin feige in control of star wars so it's like we know the quality that he can produce um but is it gonna hurt both properties because he's right burnt out you know what i mean it's also the one thing that people got to remember as much as i love feige and i'm i kind of you know i have his back essentially is he was a key part in some of the mcu or marvel movies that sucked like the original daredevil and uh, mm -hmm. uh the original fantastic four like he was producer on those movies it wasn't until he had free reign and could build this giant universe that it started to click and kind of grow so if he's doing like a standalone star wars thing or even like a trilogy we don't know that he's gonna knock it out of the park i mean he might try and build a universe and that's not really what star wars needs right so you know i i, I kind of uh i take the the fact that he's gonna be doing those movies with a, a little bit of uh, caution because you know i don't know that his style is gonna work yeah you know but again we'll wait we'll have to wait and see what, what happens yeah we'll see it's just interesting to me um next up we have the beverly hills cop original cast is uh i guess confirmed to be coming back for the new beverly hills movie yeah yeah there was all the behind the scenes pictures of uh of the, of the original cast uh filming right now yeah um i think that's amazing that everyone agreed to come back for this i think beverly hills was always a fun fun movie to watch um oh, yeah. and it's good to see eddie murphy coming back in the acting you know he did uh, coming to america and now he's got beverly hills and now, let me ask you this question though is there a part of you that thinks uh, eddie murphy has kind of lost his touch and he can't he can't do what eddie murphy does anymore maybe because we just haven't seen him do it in so long um so it's very possible but i feel like with the original cast being back it might help him kind of get back into that role into that character you know what i mean maybe yeah um yeah but yeah, I, I don't know. I, do we know what the the fourth one's actually about at this point? I have not seen anything online. I do know. Uh, I think Netflix has promised it's essentially going to go back to like the the hard R rating, and they're going to okay. kind of let Eddie Murphy kind of run with it, do his own thing, a lot of ad libbing, and, and you know his style that, right. that works so well for I him. I think you know? yeah, that that'll be amazing. Um, to this day, I have the theme song of uh, Wonder yeah. World stuck in my head. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going in a different direction. No. The theme song of Wonder World, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, it, it, was, it was one of my favorite parts is when it's like towards the end of the movie and the theme song is still playing. Like, it plays throughout the whole movie because the whole movie is basically in Wonder World at this point of the third <laughs> one. And uh, yeah, the yeah. guy's like, can you turn this fucking song up? Like, he's so pissed <laughs> off. This shit just cracked me up. But that song was like embedded in my head at point um, i mean I'm a, I'm a giant fan of the yeah. movies you know i'm a big fan of eddie murphy so i'm just excited to uh have it kind of coming back and you know these nostalgic kind of remakes or reboots have actually been done pretty well overall over the last uh i don't know decade so you know i don't think especially netflix too netflix you know i think you mentioned it earlier before we went live netflix has a pretty good track record with their stuff yeah so i'm not too concerned with it not being great Agreed. Uh, Mr. Buttersworth, what's up? Welcome. And uh, he says, what's up, fellas? Barbecuing in this Texas heat. Yikes. It's like, yeah. it was like be brutal. 40 degrees this morning. It's freezing. Um, <clears throat> this is all well, I think. 
Uh, all right, so moving on, Beverly Hills, uh, Eddie Murphy doing his thing. We have um, James Bond. Now, yep. the report from the, the creators of James Bond is they don't want they don't want someone to just do a couple movies and split. They they want a full ten to twelve year commitment of the character. Um, and I actually, I'm sorry. Go ahead. How does that make you feel? I I actually agree with this. Um, I I feel like changing the actor so quickly is kind of strange, especially if you're trying to build uh, an overall um story with this particular Bond. Like I like how they did with Daniel Craig. Right. Who, all, all of his movies kind of just like played off of each other. Um, and uh, Pierce Brosnan too, in a way. And I just hope that continues and getting a 10 to 12 year commitment, I think would be a good thing. Um, and it also like, it also tells the actors right off the bat, like this is what we're expecting. So if you say yes, uh, there's no getting out of it. You know what I mean? Like, right. But I, mean, I feel like you're not going to get Idris Alba to commit to 10 to 12 years of Bond if he's yeah. up for it. You know what I mean? I feel like if you're going to do, if you're asking for that kind of commitment, you need to get a young person and really yeah. go through Bond's career from rookie. Like, you know, the first movie they come out with could be his first or second mission. And then we're following his career, essentially. And then if he does 10 movies, we've seen, you know, a decade of him being Bond and we see the grizzled kind of older guy. Right. But. At the same time, though, the like Bond for a long time, each movie really had very little connection to the previous ones, and it worked. It was always popular, always fun. Yeah, the Daniel Craig ones were great for a continuing story, but mm-hmm. as a Bond fan, I feel like I feel like it's maybe time to go back to you know one or two movies, then move on to a new character or a new actor, I should say. And uh, kind of keep him disconnected a little bit, you know. Let him let him be fun. We already have movies like Mission Impossible, the Fast and Furious movies, yeah. You know, the Bourne movies. We already have the the Daniel Craig Bonds. We had those like continuous stories. You know, we, not every movie needs to be this big friend, this big like continuing ten year plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just so, find it I- weird that like, uh, um. Like every movie stands uh, alone and it's, it has zero connection to the previous one because then it's like, right. what was you know? I don't know. To me, it's just kind of odd. Every character is the same, but they don't right. They don't know what happened the last movie type of thing. You know what I mean? I got you. I feel like the the last Bond movie with Daniel Craig kind of established that 007 is not a specific person. It's a label or a yeah. title. So it's almost like it opened the door for future Bond movies to be a single movie. You hire an actor, right. you know, give them a chance to kind of wow the world and they're 007 by the end of it, have them retire as 007. It goes to someone else. And then you can really kind of run through a bunch of different actors, have each movie could feel different, could have a different style. Some could be more campy. Some can be more serious. Yeah. You know, but that's you know that's my opinion. Yeah, Buttersworth no. also says uh, the Bond should have different. The new Bond should have different stories too. Um, I guess we'll see. I mean, Daniel Craig movies were great, and obviously the way the studios work in Hollywood, if something works, you just keep doing the same right. thing until you run it to the ground. So they're clearly going to push for that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, <coughs> Pierce Brosnan, they kind of they were like a blend of both. Um, 
I feel like he was kind of separated per movie, but they all had some sort of connection as far as, you know, his ties to MI6 and, and stuff like right. that. So if they do something like the Brosnan days, I'd be all for it. But yeah. um, like, like you said, you need to get somebody younger who's going to commit to those 10 to 12 years because uh, I don't see because my two picks for Bond is Al- Idris Alba and uh, everyone's favorite Superman character who's picked for every role at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a joke, right? That uh, yeah. that, that he's, <laughs> he's going to be in every movie. Yeah, he's going to do the John, <laughs> the captain's uh, uh, the bio, autobiography bio, biopic, or whatever, yeah. the biopic. But um, I don't see those two actors committing to a ten-year plan. I don't. Well, I just elbow for sure. I think that was the problem with um, uh, Daniel Craig too, is that he's already an established actor. He's already got a lot of credits to his name. Yeah. So it's like, why would he want to to be stuck in that role for that long? You yeah. know what I mean? And he ended up doing ten years, didn't he? Like, when did he? Well, when was Casino it was what, Royale. I think it was six movies over the course of ten years. Yeah. So you, you know. So yeah, he ended up doing ten years, but we didn't really see ten years of Bond. We just saw no. You know, I, I don't and, know how but many Bond years movies past. are generally like every two, three years they come out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I, I I can't see those actors doing it. So yeah, they would have to go young, and uh, I still think it can't be like a nobody, but uh, someone who's established and young would be pretty good and i don't want to hear anyone say tom holland he's not ready for that no that, that's a horrible choice for bond yeah honestly i think um nicholas holt would be an excellent bond nicholas holt hmm. yeah he's the one he was beast in the x-men uh yeah, yeah. you know the the matthew Vaughn X-Men movies. i think um, he'd be a great uh bond butter said they should bring back like a roger moore storyline I hated Roger Moore's Bond. I'm one like I'm one of the few people. I watched all the Bonds somewhat recently, and uh, yeah, I thought the campiness of the Roger Moore movies was so dumb. I was not a fan. Yeah, I like the I like the Connery ones, and then uh, yep. I kind of just like for me skip right to Brosnan at that point. Um, yeah. But anyways, so yeah, we'll see we'll see what they uh, who they cast for Bond. Um, because 10 to 12 years is a pretty big commitment for an actor because they, they seem to want to jump from project to project pretty quickly at this point. Yeah. I mean, I guess um, I guess it would make sense if they have an actual plan. So if they want Bond for 10 years over, say, six movies, but they have it planned out with a story and they know the connections and, you know, they really um, have it under control the entire time beginning to end, it'll work. Yeah. But if it's like we want them for 10 years, we're going to do six movies and then we'll see how the first movie does and then go from there. Then it's not going to it's not going to do well. Yeah. All right. Well, next fun. one I'm pretty excited about. Uh, they announced Constantine 2 and. Talk about I don't know about you, you man. Constantine was one of my favorite movies and, it, and it's it's top tier Keanu, but take Keanu out of it uh just a movie as the whole it was one of my favorite movies growing up I loved the Constantine movie so I I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was one of my favorites but I do think it was one of the few movies that built this world and set up an interesting character and story and we just you know the studios just didn't give it a chance if they made a sequel back then Mm -hmm. it would have to 
of franchise for sure because people no one i know who saw it uh no one said that they didn't like it everyone right. enjoyed the movie and wanted more of it right but again i didn't do it for the it, first movie so it just said i'm so glad they're bringing this back I, i'm a huge fan of keanu reeves in general but like yeah you know again a sequel to this where they don't have to now establish the world introduce the characters and they can kind of get right into it is going to be similar to hellboy 2 versus hellboy 1 it's going to be a, a very big uh, improvement over the original especially yeah. with the special effects they have now it's going to be good i would love if they bring back gabriel with no wings um <laughs> and just have I her mean, the, like putzing around the world <laughs> i would love that you think yeah. now let me ask this question the first one had an end credit scene with uh, shia labeouf's character becoming yeah. an angel do you think they bring him back for the sequel i don't know i don't know what he's doing nowadays He's all over um, the place, dude. He's all yeah, over the place. And there was another role, and I forget what it was, but there was like another movie coming out where, like, oh, uh, Indiana Jones. We talked about this, I think, while you were away. Um, when they announced Indiana Jones, and um, he, he uh, Harrison Ford said the character dies with him. Um, he wants nobody playing Indiana Jones. Like, the okay. movie franchise is gone, basically. Um, so it kind of like kills the fact that Shia LaBeouf would have been, I guess, the heir to the character. Not so much yeah. the actual character, but to, you know, the world itself. Um, so it kind of kills him on that. But I don't know if they bring him back for the world of Constantine, even though he was kind of like the heir to the Constantine shit. That would have been, um, well, would he was he heir? Uh, see, I don't know. I don't know if he would have been if it would have made sense to give him the the Constantine kind of name. He was but, like uh, the right hand man. He he was he, he was the one that was actually like reading all the books. Right, right. He was training, right? Yeah. But now let me ask you this question: Is it is the fact that we that Hollywood can't seem to hand off a crack character or property to a new actor? Is that a problem of Hollywood or is that a problem of us as fans never embracing the handoff? Yeah, maybe. I don't know because i feel like they tried to do it with nana jones they tried to do it with the jason bourne movies they tried to do it with uh, uh the rock basically being handed the, the action star mantle from schwarzenegger and yeah. the rock i guess is a, is a success story but not because schwarzenegger endorsed it just because he's the rock and he basically wasn't going to stop until we, he uh, was successful yep I, I just feel like it's weird because i could see shia labeouf being a good you know not harrison ford but a good uh, indiana jones kind of archetype Right. You know, he, he's he's a good actor. I could see him pulling it off. Maybe that one yeah. movie wasn't that great, but you know, it's weird that they can't just you know, it's like we can't embrace the fact that these actors get old. Let's hand it to someone else, you know? Yeah, and it, I don't know, man. I don't know where they go with it, but um, it's kind of, it kind of sucks that uh, the franchise dies with uh, Harrison Ford, but at the same time, what else can they get out of it? So I, I don't. It's kind of yeah. Especially if you're trying to to establish Uncharted as a new uh, property too, like you yeah. can't, you know, I don't know if there's room for two big globe trotting architects. You know, what right? I mean? If you're ever gonna bring Laura Croft back too, it's like yeah, mm-hmm. you need to you need to move. The, you need to to kind of like one property and you're done. Yeah, agreed. But uh, I mean, the fact that Keanu agreed to do Constantine and and the studios agreed to do Constantine is uh, is a big plus for us as fans. And uh, right. the first one, what's crazy about the first one is you would have had no idea it's a DC property just on that right. movie alone. It was just such a great standalone film 
um it, it, I, like you didn't need it to be a connection and this kind of goes against of what i say about the dc universe in a whole right but the constantine character is so far out there compared to everyone else um he doesn't need to connect in, in that way right right I don't you know. know what the 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 thing is though is that with the dc movies and i mean yeah, i guess this works with marvel movies too um the reason why the mcu works so well especially in the beginning is because they focused on telling good individual stories that had very very loose kind of connections and then it didn't start to feel super connected until the end of phase two and fully in phase three yeah so and what i mean by that is iron man one had almost no connections to anything else it was just iron man one but Captain the only America thing with those scene. was they had the breadcrumbs at the, the, the after credits. At the end. The end credits, yeah. That's all. It was one scene. Yeah. Iron Man 2, universally, people don't really like. And the biggest reason is because it focused so much on connecting to other movies. Mm-hmm. Then they went to Iron Man 3. Very little connection to other movies. Everyone loved that one. You know, besides the Mandarin thing. But that's a, that's a separate conversation. But uh, so DC could do these movies. Like what they should be doing is, is like the sequel to Constantine. Maybe give us an end credit scene where it connects to, I don't know, um, Blue Beetle or or another character. And that's it. You don't have the movie itself doesn't need to connect. The end credit, excuse me, that's what the end credit scene is for. Agreed. And again, if DC, if anyone at Discovery, I should say, is smart, they'll kind of slow down a little bit and just go, look, make a good movie. You know, we'll we'll put somebody in front of a green screen and film a post credit scene after the fact. Make this movie good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Mr. Buttersworth says, real quick, I would like to see either Jax from SOA or the dude that played Jigsaw as Bond. Um, the guy that played... Oh, yeah, he would be a good... Um, what the hell is his name? I don't know, but that's an interesting pick. Um, I can't see pick. Jax from Sons of Anarchy being Bond. I just don't well, he's, see it. So he, he's another one. He might not be as established an actor as Daniel Craig, but he's definitely not going to want to play the same character like that for 10 yeah. years. He's going to think to himself... I'm, I'm too good for this. My career is much better. Yeah. He's also super excited for Constantine. Um, so I have a question to pose to you since I have you with me on this episode. Um, if you could be the lead of any movie that's out, what movie would you pick? Uh, it could be literally any movie of mm. any genre. Comedy, Any action. movie of any genre. So something that's already out, right? Yes. When I'm like, and you're And you want the name of a specific movie franchise, not like... Yeah, a, and don't think genre. of it as like, um, you know, don't think of it as like, oh, I'm going to pick, you know, Tony Stark because I'm going to be, you know, the leader of the whole MCU. No, it's just one movie. What lead do you want to be? Um, well, that's a good question. I think I think I would go with. Hmm. What would I go with? I don't even know. I, see, I kind of like the idea. I, I would want to be an action movie. Right, it would have to be a good action movie with fight scenes and and stuff like that. Not necessarily a uh, like guns or anything like that. Yeah. Um, ooh man, what would I pick? I would probably say maybe like the Raid franchise. The what franchise? The Raid, the Raid the Redemption, Raid? and the uh, the Raid Two. Yeah. Okay. I think I think those would be the the that would be the franchise I'd want. It would put me on the map. It would give me options on like what to pick for my next project, and uh, it would get me in shape. That's my biggest. I need to get in shape. <laughs> That's that, you know I, I was expecting something, nowhere near that. So that's interesting. I'm glad you said something out of the box like that. What would you um, pick? I don't know. See, he, I I was going back and forth between um, uh, like 
like the what's the name some action like the matrix being the lead role of the matrix the first matrix um uh -huh. but in my mind it's like if i'm gonna work these movies what am i gonna have the most fun with and i feel like being the lead of a comedy like a old school right. or something like that i feel like that would be the 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 most fun project to be involved with as a like something character. where you can like ad lib and just kind of go off the top of your head yeah like because think about it you know how it, it must have taken so long to film a movie like old school or uh anchorman one things like that where like will ferrell's just delivering lines is making the whole cast and crew laugh to where they have to reset and do the whole scene over again you know what i mean like, right it's just probably a great time to film a movie like that so those I, probably are fun yeah but then uh, at the uh, end of the day you're watching a comedy movie and uh for me and then for you we're watching you kick some ass in an action thriller so right <laughs> it's the, a, the, I, I think the, the kicking ass part is really what i would want to do yeah that I would be I the, I hear you. That would be what, what gets my uh, my goat going, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I get it. All right. Well, that was interesting movie pick, and I, I respect it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to slide over to the gaming verse and uh, do it. I'm excited to have you on with us for this. But um, yeah, man, we talk about games all the time. It's nice to be able to kind of get yeah. our opinion out there so people can yeah, hear. Yeah, yeah. Last week was a, a was a gaming only episode, so that's this is why I wanted you know the trickle in a lot of the entertainment news that we couldn't really cover in the theater room. Right. But um, now that we're getting into the gaming verse, we oh, we do have some news to kind of point out that I think our uh, audience would like. And first topic right off the bat is EA and Motive and Marvel are collaborating on a brand new Iron Man game. And if you don't know who Motive is, they are the creators of Dead Space, which is a fantastic, fantastic single player experience. Yeah, Dead Space is amazing. It's one of the, I think it was a PS3 game back in the day. Um, might have been all platforms, I think, back then. But uh, what what a great game. What a great story and character. And the developer was fantastic behind it. So the fact that they have the reins of an Iron Man game that's uh supported by marvel and ea publishing I, this game could be huge this game could be huge on the market what are your so thoughts I'm a, I'm a little uh i don't know i'm a little uh skeptical of it it could be huge but i don't know i just don't know that they're gonna like iron man i don't know that he translates well to a video game especially mm -hmm. like, to be like the the main character of the video game um, I guess you can give him different suits and, and kind of, uh, what's the word, like uh, diversify the gameplay a little bit that way. But I mean, for the most part, it's going to be just a regular action beat him up. You fly around, you shoot yeah. projectiles and move on. That's fun, you know, for what, a couple of hours and then you got to move on. You know but what that, I mean? That's I, the know. thing, though. Like, so the, it's just kind of the same thing with Spider-Man in a sense. You're just swinging around and you're just going from uh street crime to street crime until a, a story triggers you know what i mean and i feel like that could work with an iron man type of game where you're just in your suit handling business and then uh when the story triggers and you get a crazy cutscene with tony stark with the mask off or something like i think it could be a fun game and if um motive it's, it's is in control of it i think it would be interesting and i know people hate on the avengers game but 
um, Iron Man wasn't like boring in any sense in that game. I think they did pretty well capturing uh, Tony Stark's character. Um, right, right. And uh, it, it's great. It's great, like homework, I guess, for motive to kind of pull from, um, like research. Listen, I'll I'll, def- I'll give it a chance in the sense that uh, the first trailer will either win me over or kind of solidify what I'm what I'm expecting, and I won't be interested. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we'll see. I hear you. Um, Mr. Brothersworth says I would want Ace Ventura or any movie with Seth Rogen. That's what I'm saying. Like a comedy, man. A comedy would be fun as hell to create and be the lead of. That's true. That's true. Maybe I'll start with the action movies and go back, and then go to a comedy. Yeah. No, but I'll do, I don't have a definitive answer on that question because I would love an action film or right. comedy. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just I'm thinking of it as perspective of uh, creating the film, not the end product. You know what I mean? Right. Um, um, but just to just to kind of go back to Iron Man real quick, yeah. I think that I think my fear is, you know, if you ground him in certain levels where he can't fly or he can only hover, it kind of does the character a disservice. Yeah, and if you make the game completely open where he, you constantly fly and you don't, and uh, you know, there's no kind of levels, it also kind of hurts the game. So that's why finding it, that you balance need, is going to yeah. be tough. That's why you need that Spider-Man balance, man. Where it's like you're 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 in the air swinging for most right. of, of the game to get to your locations, but when the battle happens, a lot of it is not in the air; it's on the ground. And uh, with Iron Man, I feel like he can hit the ground punch shield block punch you know kick shoot rockets and then pop up in the air and fly around i think it could work um but we'll have to see what they do i i I think that they have motive and marvel studios kind of uh, marvel games backing it right it should it should give them the tools to make a we'll we'll see what happens right yeah i do think uh i do think you got to stay away from having tony stark missions so, like, to your point about Spider-Man is the swinging, number one, was done in a way where it was fun and you were actively involved. I think that's one of the negative yeah. things for Iron Man game, too, is that the flying is pretty much, you know, hold X to fly, maybe yeah. give yourself a booster, and then right. you just steer him. So, it's like a, it's like you're driving a car or something like that the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's not that fun. That gets boring or, or tedious quickly. The swinging, on the other hand, adding the different moves, the, you know, having to control where you're aiming the web... That right. all adds Aerial to the tricks kinda, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so like I feel like there's almost more to gamify in the swimming swinging than it is for the flying. Yeah, um, I see but however, you know, if you make him feel weighted, if you kind of almost slow it down a little bit, so you have to really kind of be in control and give him. I guess you can give him some different uh, um, environments to fly through. Mm-hmm. So to speak, if you approach it as like a fighter pilot kind of game where you have to create environments and, and kind of really get creative with the type of missions you're doing. It could work. It could work. Yeah. But we'll see what the, when the trailer comes out. Whenever they do a trailer, um, yeah. that'll basically decide if I'm into it or not. Um, and, and keeping with the Marvel gaming, um, MCU gaming is kind of a topic. And uh, yep. a lot of people want to see uh marvel create an mcu in the gaming verse um there was a lot of talk of that when yeah. spider-man first came out but it seems like only insomniac is really doing that with with the wolverine game so like right. that's gonna tie into spider-man and now they got miles morales and it's like you know mm-hmm. but now do you think they need that in the video game world so i'll say this i i if they do it 
compartmentally, I think it'll be awesome. Um, if they, I think it's an impossible feat to have every publisher and developer creating a Marvel right. game to kind of, right. you're, you're, you're basically handicapping every, every developer saying you can't do this story until this story comes out. You know what I mean? Exactly. You're you, exactly. You, they lose their creative freedom. But if you say insomniac, um, you can do whatever you want and build whatever worlds you want. There's no, there's no reason why Wolverine shouldn't exist in the same world as Insomniac's Spider-Man. I agree. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Like it would make less sense for them to be just two completely separate worlds when I those characters think, uh, exist. You got to keep in mind too that like having a crossover. Let's say the Iron Man game comes out and it's excellent, right? Now we yeah. have Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Iron Man's good, and then they come out Wolverine and it's excellent. Yeah, you got to to try and take. They're gonna feel like different games. All, all three, all three of those characters—the Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Iron Man—are gonna feel like different games with different gameplay. To try and take those games and then make a coherent game where they're together is almost impossible. And they did that already with the Avengers game. Mm-hmm. And you know that game is not horrible, but it shows you that you know you have to kind of give everyone a little spot to shine. And by doing that, you kind of take away from what makes those games their own individual games special. Yeah. I just don't I don't think it's a possibility to be honest. I just don't think you can do it. You know? I agree with you. Wolverine I, should exist in the yeah. Insomniac world. Maybe you give them a few a bunch of ca- handful of characters and you tell them make your own little, you know, crossover game with these characters right. or build to it. Um you could do the same thing with say Iron Man, Thor and all them, give them to um the people who are making Iron Man and let them do their own thing. But that shouldn't be the focus. Honestly, if you're going to make an Avengers game, make an Avengers game. Yeah. Don't don't make five different games and then give us an Avengers game 30 years from now. The the turnaround time for a game too is so long. It is. It you is. Know? It's years and years. Unless you're Call of Duty and you're just every every well, year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and there's series. a lot of complaints about that. Same thing with Assassin's Creed. Assassin's right. Creed had to stop and go, "Okay, we'll slow down because every year it's not doing anything." Right. It's just copy-paste. It's like Madden at this point. It's just a roster yeah. update for $70. That's basically um, what it is. It's a new shine, a new paint, a new yep. paint job. Exactly. But yeah, so I, I wanted to ask you about the MCU gaming because yeah. I like it works in television and, or movies, but um, it, it the the MCU, like I said, should be per developer and not connected right. by all developers because then that's just mm-hmm. a shit show waiting to happen. Imagine taking so the the Batman Arkham games are considered, in my opinion, the best comic book video games we've ever gotten. I think they're all very consistent. They fit the character of Batman. The story is good and, and all that jazz. Imagine giving, I don't know, um, you know, uh, never or what's it called um, Midway Superman, and they made a good Superman game, and then telling them, okay, now you and uh, Rocksteady have to put together a. a crossover game with superman and batman and you got to right. try and keep aspects of both characters the detective vision the detective like um the um the predator levels the hand-to-hand fighting and also have levels designed where you could fly like superman with all the superpowers it just it just to put that in a game it just wouldn't work so i don't think it would work in within the mcu either yeah i i agree i agree um okay so I know, uh, I know you've played Sifu. Um, how yep. far did you get? And um, 
what did you think of Sifu? Because my point of bringing it up is it is coming to the Switch. And uh, this, I believe, was a PlayStation exclusive. For a while, yeah. For yeah. a while. And now that it's coming to the Switch, it's going to open up, you know, the Sifu world to all the Nintendo heads. So what are your thoughts on Sifu and will it work on Nintendo? I think a game like Sifu is kind of like a must-have for a system like the Switch. It really the, so the levels. I made it through level three, um, got my ass handed to me in level three, and uh, I've never gone back to it. I, I want to, and I do plan on it and streaming it and the whole all that the whole jazz. But it's definitely the type of game that's designed for like a quick play session, and then you move on. It's a it's a roguelite type of game. So the whole point, the whole gameplay is the way it works is you play level one. In level one, the way the way the game works is if you die, you age the amount of years of your the amount of times you died so the first time you die you'll age one year the second time you die you age two years Mm. you know third time fourth time whatever once you hit like say you've died 10 times now you're aging 10 years and your character looks older every time you come back from the dead though you are a little stronger but a little slower so you have you know more strength more kind of skill your moves like kind of land better but you're aging so you can't move as quickly there's a trade-off there and the goal is once you beat level one i went to level two i died however many times i kind of wanted to give myself a better chance so i went back to level one replayed it and was able to get through it without dying once this way when i start level two i'm at a younger age so this way if i die i'm not aging as quickly once you hit 70 i think and you die it's a game over you can't you know you start over again um and level three was fucking tough it's a it's a hard game it's not an easy game to play but each level you know 10 minutes 15 minutes i mean they don't take very long to get through especially the better you get at the game so it's really like to have it on the switch is really a great travel game to have you can play it on the crapper you can just kind of get through a few levels when you're bored like i'm 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 excited i I almost want to buy it for the switch even though i already have it for ps5 that's my question is the game so i don't know what the price point is going to be for the switch um how much was it on playstation was it 40 it was 40 sorry 40 40 okay so um is it still worth 40 for the switch or should that be uh 20 so for me since i already own it on ps5 i'll probably wait until i can get uh, some sort of discount or get a gift card or something but uh if you haven't played it it's 100 worth getting at the full price on switch Oh, and the graphics mm-hmm. the graphics are nothing to to write home about. You don't need the PS5 version. You yeah. know, a Switch version is going to look just as good. And, and the, even on the PS5 version, it wasn't meant to be this crazy graphical game. It was a no, I mean, you had your like lighting effects, and yeah. there's probably more particle effects at the Switch than the Switch will have. But uh, gameplay-wise, I don't see any reason why it won't run as smoothly and as nice and be as fun to play on Switch. Mm. Interesting. Um... So I know if you're looking at your list, uh, GTA is next, but I'm going to skip ahead to the one past that. Uh, okay. Talk about 2K real quick. Um, 2K was recently hacked as well, and yep. uh, they they're experiencing um, leaks and password uh, issues, account issues with the customers, and they're going through their own type of hell. And I think there's another developer that um, I couldn't confirm, but I heard there was another developer um, who recently got hacked as well. I want to say it was uh, in Ubisoft. Honestly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but 
what now the reason i bring this up is because uh, rockstar was also hacked um what is going on with all these developers being hacked and we'll get to gta in a second but i feel like it's a the timing is a little suspect right like why yeah it's strange why all of a sudden are they all getting hacked i mean is there is there a marketing reason you know that's uh that rockstar wasn't even upset that they got hacked so you i know think what I mean? they like, were and we'll get it well, we'll get into that but yeah we'll get into it but i just feel like what's the why why all of a sudden is the security so bad that they're getting hacked so easily that's you what, know what i'm what saying mean? like what happened where all these developers like did everyone's security team uh, in, on their right. network just fall asleep and hit the o- open the floodgates for everyone to st- steal their shit? Like I don't know, I don't know, but happened? there's definitely something weird going on. Yeah, you know, it's odd, but uh, yeah, everyone's so getting hacked out of nowhere. Two K got hit, Ubisoft got hit, and Rockstar got hit, and uh, that'll bring up GTA Six. Um, the person that hacked rockstar grabbed a lot of development footage of gta 6 yep. so you get a pretty good look at um uh, the new world they're creating and uh again this is development footage so the characters aren't really created yet like some of them are just crash dummies basically uh just you know blank character models um right but it, you get to see the environment they're building, and uh, one of the scenes I well, I don't know if I should, if I'm allowed to even say it to be honest. But um, yeah, you might get uh, slapped on the wrist. But yeah, I it's, might. It's worth but, the risk. Um, but it, it like the like it was a hostage situation in a fast yep. food chain, and it looked awesome, man. Like. Every every hostage character had like its own line and like scaredness to the situation. And uh, every time you walked up to a new character, it was like something like it was like a, a different story was happening. You know what I mean? It's honestly um, crazy to me how Rockstar continues to find ways to make their world feel more real and lived in. It's yeah. crazy to me. Yeah, you know we've come so far in the open world like kind of game that it's easy to think you know okay well it can't get any better and they just know they know the tiny details that you don't even think of that make the game feel real make the world feel real like so it goes to my point of uh other like open world games like let's say um like like zelda breath of the wild right right people are claiming that's the best open world game that's out that's ever been created and this and that blah blah blah. that's just a silly thing to say (laughs) it it is because it's such an empty world like there's nothing to it other than you know the couple um boss fights where aren't even characters they're mechanical beings that are floating in the sky like there's really nothing to it unless you go to like a random town um the fact that gta can put life into every inch of their world whether it's a a passerby walking uh you know across the street or whatever somebody driving by screaming calling you an asshole for blocking the road like it doesn't matter like they think of everything in their world and it blows my mind every time and you really feel like in the gta games and even in the red dead redemption games those things will happen whether you're there or not Right. There's, you know, there's there's no like it only triggers when I'm in the area. Like, 
you know you just know that even mm -hmm. if you weren't there you'd still have somebody flipping somebody off because they almost hit them in the street or something like that's the kind of stuff that makes it amazing yeah agreed um they they just know what they're doing and what's interesting with gta 6 and buttersworth yes it's going back to vice city but there are rumors that you are going to be going to south america as well and yes. possibly liberty city which i'm super excited about liberty city and is my favorite city there's a rumor that they're going to have flashbacks where you'll play a, a little bit of the game in the like basically an updated version of the vice city that we already played in the original vice city game yeah i do this game is gonna be bonkers um it's gonna be nuts. And for me personally now that um i i'm i i heavily play the online version well i yep. did heavily play the online version and seeing that kind of adapt as the years went on was awesome um but being so locked into one location for so long was it's super annoying and it gets very yeah. boring even though they'll they'll add you know different stories here and there it's still the same map and everything so I'm glad if this is true that we're gonna have multiple cities and stuff like that. Um, I'm glad that we're finally getting it, and and now is the yeah. perfect time for it because with the solid state drives and all the consoles and PCs, you can jump from city to city no problem. Everything right. renders immediately. Um, and you were um, I remember they there, there was a big rumor when GTA Five first came out that the GTA Online portion of it, the idea yeah. was you have um liberty city oh not liberty city i'm sorry um san andreas whatever to yep. essentially run around in and the goal was to eventually add liberty city and vice city so that the online portion was these three giant maps yeah. that you could jump from and i guess the technology just wasn't really there so it's something that they were thinking about you know a decade ago Right. And you just you just know Rockstar has not let go of that dream, and they've probably been working on it and working on it. And I feel like that's going to be the big thing we're going to get. Yeah, and, and it's not game. just their dream; it's everyone's dream. Uh, yeah. th there's no reason why I can't get in a plane and literally fly to Liberty City. Right, and you're just loading in a new map. I mean, yeah. you know, technology wise, it's not like it's not like you have to actually physically go anywhere. You're just hitting a button, watching a little cutscene while the game kind of changes all the assets, and boom. You're yeah, spot. And, and if you think about it, like, uh, what was it, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart? Apart, yep. Um, that's the first step, right? That's like the the that's like the yeah. first concept that puts us in that in that. That proves that you can literally, in a split second, go to a brand new map and have it load instantly. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, obviously, rocks. Um, the GTA world's a lot more detailed, but. It can be done, man, especially if you're in the air flying, like you said, and, and they're rendering everything beneath right. you. Um, right. Slowly. You go above the clouds. Right. So all you see is just a white screen, basically, with the plane. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe it's, if you're inside the plane, you just kind of render that so you can walk around the plane or do whatever you want. And the game does the rest. Yeah. Horizon uh, is a perfect example of what can be done. I mean, they the Horizon games, for anyone who doesn't know, they only render the visual cone of your camera. So when you're looking in a direction, you have a certain degree that's rendered in full detail. The rest of the game is gone, just disappears, empty space. And yeah. as you turn your head in real time, it just renders everything it needs to render and removes what it doesn't. I mean, you know, they, there are tricks. They could do it, especially with the modern systems, like you said. They absolutely could do it. Yeah, they could definitely do it. And I would love for them to do that. And but to go back to this leak issue, apparently the the per they found the person yep. in the UK. Um, was 17 right 17, 17 years kid. old he hacked rockstar 
and grabbed those <laughs> development files which he's is a hero wild. he's a hero to everyone in the gaming world because now <laughs> that we have official confirmation that gta 6 is on the way it does exist confirmation it's not that just a rumor worked on and it's not even like just starting like they're deep into it yeah you know what I mean? official confirmation multiple protagonists first female protagonist i mean he is a hero amongst men he's the modern day robin hood <laughs> i don't care what anyone says i mean i i can't say much else other than yeah. what you just said but uh yeah. i will say that the other developers think differently and um they're siding with rockstar and feeling you know sorry that this happened because uh, to be fair rocks um rockstar is getting a lot of heat for for it looking the way it looks which, which doesn't make sense because it's oh. it's a development video you're, you're not getting the full game right and, they uh, haven't even they haven't this this is what it looks like before they decided to polish it right this, this is literally just a basic build i mean breath of the wild was created in 2d sprites like legend of zelda just to make sure the concept worked Right. You know what I mean? And no one cared. Why are people upset now? Because GTA 6 developer build looks as good as that. And you know they're just going to... they're when the, By the time they're done, they're going to make a game that is going to look the best of mm -hmm. any game we've ever played in, my, in our lives. Agreed. It's just crazy to me that people are just mad. It's It just shows you you can't, you can't please anybody on the internet. You know what I mean? Facts. And um, what the developers started doing, I don't know if you were paying attention to Twitter... They were releasing their own development uh, videos of popular games, like so, like Gorilla Games were releasing, you know, um, Horizon That's development cool. videos. Um, Santa Monica was doing just to it. kind of show what like their games look like too. Yeah, like hey, you know that game, The Last of Us, you all loved. This is what it looked like when we were building it. So shut your mouth. You know, like everybody's kind of standing up for Rockstar, which is cool to see from the developer it is cool. side. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it kind of like shuts everyone up. Like all your favorite games look like this. You know, this it, it you you have to wait for the finished product when it all comes together. Um, so people like, are going it, crazy. Doesn't it make you shake your head though? Like, what do people think that? You know, Rockstar basically spends a month. They build a game that looks like the final version of Red Dead Redemption 2 and then spend the next few years trying to fix the mechanics. I guess like, that's not how it works. Yeah, like, I guess I, that's what people thought. But like, you know, when you're developing characters and like mechanics, you're, you don't want to render in a whole city all the time. You just right. you just leave it as blocks and you work on the, the one thing that you're there to work on. Like, <laughs> well, I, I think that's the that's the, the problem, right? People don't realize that. You know, the driving mechanics is handled by one team or probably one person. Right. The shooting mechanics, one team or one person. Yep. The the animation department is a, a, a team, and each person on the team is animating a different thing. One person's handling the walking, one person's the running, one person's the climbing. Like, you know, there's a reason why the credits, if you ever take a second to look at the credits for any movie or video oh, game, it's, it's like hundreds or thousands of people. Like it's teams and teams and teams working yeah. on very and, and small I'll, portions, and like a lot of it is different studios and different like right. like nothing is done by one studio. Yes, Grant. Okay, Grand Theft Auto is one studio, right? But wrong. Grand Theft Audio has Grand Theft Auto audio. Um, Grand Theft uh, Rockstar Montreal right. Rockstar. 
um the uk rockstar right. you know new york rockstar like they're studios all over the world and you know the uk one could be the one working on driving and and the right. new york one is working on punching like it's just such a giant collaborative uh effort and people don't realize that they just think they just you know put everything together and then tweak it as they go that's not how it's it works it's nuts it's, it's crazy. I, I saw those developer leaks and I was like blown away by, you know, again, I wasn't watching it to see the graphics. I was watching it more to see kind of the details and how the game is going to yeah. differ. How is it going to be similar to RDR 2? And, you know, just to see the level of attention to detail that's already there when we're so far out from the game being done is incredible to me. And I, I the fact that people are upset about anything is just just nuts. I, I will say this though now more than ever they need to an officially announce yeah. uh i mean the game's been announced but officially um release some sort of teaser for it they should actually release a, a teaser using the developer the footage. development footage that'd be dude that would be amazing if they did that'd be, that. that'd be i'd crack up i would they would they would yeah. i already respect rockstar a lot but that would that would win so much respect yo that would be amazing they're like yo the official trailer for grand theft auto 6 yeah. and it's all crash dummies and yeah <laughs> block buildings and then have somebody like just walk out on screen at the end and be like this is what you guys wanted so yep. here it is. <laughs> this is this is what you wanted to see right thank your 17 year old hero yeah um that'd be amazing but yeah so i i thought it was cool that the developers were kind of backing them and showing their development footage and uh it's just strange right. that all these studios are getting hacked to kind of title together like what is happening on the security side jesus yeah, it's, it's it seems it seems weird that uh it would all happen in yeah. such quick succession you know yep um moving on real quick uh death loop is now available for game pass um i believe on pc and xbox did you play Game Pass for PlayStation? Uh, Deathloop, you mean? Or Deathloop, yep. I did not. I never bought the game, and uh, I think, wasn't it available for free on the for PS Premium members, I think? I'm going to double check right now. Um, um, it is a game I wanted to play. It seemed like a very interesting concept, yeah, but I, so I wasn't going to pay for it. Because they added the game to Game Pass, um, they also added it to their game catalog on PS Plus, if you have a... Uh, the extra or the premium edition yeah that's what i have right now so i'm gonna i'm gonna go and download it right now maybe i'll try and stream it tonight or tomorrow yeah so um i never played it i was always interested in trying it but i wasn't from what i was hearing it, it didn't seem like the game that was worth paying for um right i feel the same way but for free yeah for free i'll definitely right check it out and I, i'm gonna check it out on the playstation because that's where it's meant to be played um this right. was a playstation game until you know their uh, exclusive contract right now i'm downloading it as we speak so maybe i'll uh, i'll jump on sometime tonight oh, yeah. or tomorrow and look uh, out for uh, that on twitch.tv slash gge network um yeah. and lastly just as topics uh the ps5 uh is coming out with a pro version in 2024 so um, is that official did they officially say that I'm seeing this announced everywhere, honestly. So I'm, I'm, I had PlayStation didn't officially announce it, but everyone else is officially announcing it. So they, right. there must be um, something out there that's telling them that this is definitely happening. But um, I always hated the fact that there would be a pro edition, like when they did that yeah. with. 
PS4, I got very angry because it was literally like six months after I finally got the PlayStation 4. Because I got the PlayStation 4, I think, uh, a year or so after it first came out. Um, and like six months later, the Pro Edition came out and I was furious. <laughs> yeah, I but I feel the same way. Like, I, I'm the type of person that I feel like I want to keep up with the joneses so to speak and and have the new the new game or the new system mm-hmm. but you know i can't the thing is the trade-in value for the original is always like less than half so yeah. it basically takes the 500 system i already bought and now i'm gonna spend 700 on one that's slightly slightly better right it's just not i also feel like though the ps5 i get that it's been out for a few years but it's still hard to get correct people are still struggling to find it and now you're going to come out with a pro version that technically should be even harder to get like right that doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me i agree it's, it's a, it's a great move. it's a great point um people it's still can't a, even get like buttersworth for example he's still waiting to get a ps5 right. um, he says in the chat that he's going to just wait for the pro edition at this point yeah you might as well um he he i think he he said he opted for the xbox because it was available which yep. I completely understand. Um, completely understand. And if you have an Xbox and Game Pass, then you have all the games that are available for Xbox. Yeah. So it's a no-brainer. But um, there's no rush to get a PS5 if they're coming out with this Pro Edition. Right. Now. You, might, um, you might as well just wait at this point, especially if it's going to come next year. Right. It just seems like a silly, silly move to me. You know, focus on getting PS5s available. I understand that they're breaking records sales-wise and all that stuff, but like, it's such a pain in the ass. I have, I had to help six or seven of my friends find a PS5, and it required all of us to be on computers yeah. at the same time, hitting mm-hmm. refresh, and it's just the most annoying thing ever. And yet now you're telling me that my system is going to be wanna... a dated one? Like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah exactly. You want to know the story for how I got mine? Yeah, what's up? So I was like gung-ho, I'm getting a PS5. I followed everyone and everything you could possibly follow on Twitter that was doing uh, inventory announcements. Um, Right. I followed uh, a Twitch. There was a couple Twitch channels that had live inventories on their channel. And literally when, let's say, Walmart got a PS5 in stock, it would sound an alarm in the chat uh, or in the in the Twitch, and it would be like this crazy obnoxious alarm to like let you know that hey Walmart has a PS5 in stock, and then boom, you go to Walmart's website and try right. to buy it real quick. Like, right? I was that deep into it, and probably like how kind of you were with your friends. Like, I was insanely deep trying to get this PS5. I failed miserably every time. Right? I go to my local Walmart. To pick up, you know, a couple groceries and uh, some random things, I forget. And um, I'm like, you know what? Let me take a walk into the electronics. And I casually asked the guy, like, thinking, you know, he's just going to tell me, look at me crazy and be like, yeah, right. Good luck, you know. I'm like, right. is there any uh, PS5s available? He goes, actually, <laughs> we have a shipment coming in tonight at 8 o'clock. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And uh, he hands me a ticket that guarantees me a PS5 if I come back at 8 o'clock, I have this That's golden crazy. ticket to buy a PS5. All because I had to, like, pick up butter or something. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> like, and you just happen to ask. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm sitting at my computer screen at work. Four mo- I have four monitors on my desk, and I'm, like, rapid fire, like the Matrix, trying to decode when 
all these places are getting a PS5. Just looking at like, like a wall of green. Yeah, and I, it was because I went to <laughs> went to go pick up groceries and asked the dude. They're like, oh yeah, just come back at 8. Here you go. Here's your ticket. I'm like, god damn it. That's how it, it was, works, though. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, but um, my, so for me, I was able to get it. Uh, I you know I signed up with Sony for like the raffle of being one of the first ones to pre-order a PS5. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to get chosen for that. So oh, that's awesome. the moment I got the email, I signed up for it. And it was then directly the mo- with uh, Sony, with Sony, directly yeah. with Sony. And then they emailed me um, sometime in the summer and basically said, "All right, you know, you're you're one of the few that can pre-order it." And I literally dropped everything I was doing. I was at work and I pre-ordered it. And then the day it came out, it was at my at my door. I had my wife; she was working from home that day, and I was basically texting her all day. Do not let it sit outside. If someone steals my shit, I'm yeah. losing it. Yeah, so you no, know, the moment the bell went off, she went and grabbed it. That's and uh, yeah. So I, I didn't have a hard time getting it. You know what I mean? But everyone yeah. else, it was a nightmare. It, it, <laughs> a it's nightmare. crazy because I have a buddy that lives in Alaska, right? Right. And he can get a PlayStation whenever he wants. You know how That's many. Crazy. Bro, he'll go. He'll go to the, his local GameStop. He'll buy the PlayStation and ship it to a friend elsewhere in the states because they can't get it. But in Alaska, it's like That's the so population, nuts. and it's crazy. Not not as many you know people to worry about. Where it's like over here, every store there's a GameStop like every seven blocks. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, and they're all sold out. You know what I mean? Like, it's, just kind of as like a last point on this whole pro thing is like at least with the PS4 and even the PS3 when they released the upgraded versions, there was at least um, there was a reason for it. Like you could you could feel that there was a need for a better version. There was a, you know the PS3 was gigantic, yeah. So they were coming out with the slim version, the slim, and while they yeah. were doing that, upgrading things, it made sense. With the PS4, they even did the same thing. It was a slimmer version. It, it could do 60 frames per second, you know, higher frame rates, all that kind of stuff. Um, higher resolution, I mean, like, that kind of made sense. So I get why they were doing it. But I played the PS5 multiple nights a week from the moment I hooked it up. Yep. It, I use it all the time. There's not one part of the system that feels outdated yet. Right. So, to again, to announce a Pro, all I'm thinking is like, well, what is this one missing? You know, I mean, if you're going to, and the only thing you can think of is graphical power, like, right? But like, how much better is it going to get? They they, (laughs) they just, they just announced the 4090 graphics card. I know, I mean, that's nuts. I, I got the 30. I got lucky enough to get a 3070. That's another crazy story. Yeah. Um, I got the 3070 when that first, when it first came out, right? And that was what. A, two years ago maybe a year ago and now was, the 4090s was, are out yeah yeah <laughs> so it's like the graphic the graphical power uh changes so quickly that it it's almost like ps5 just like you know what we'll put this chip in and then uh we'll make more money on the playstation because yeah. all those people that bought it the first time are gonna buy it the second time and and so the, and that's kind of goes back to what I first said is like I, I want to get the new system if they come out with a pro version I want it but if I tr- I spent four hundred dollars on my system right I got the this, the discless version if I trade this in what am I going to get seventy five dollars for it and then I got to spend another three hundred dollars on the pro system like so now all together it's going to cost me six seven hundred bucks for a system that has a minor upgrade uh, it just doesn't. I guess I'll wait to see what the specs are, whatever they announce, but like it just doesn't seem to make any sense to me. It's a it's a money grab. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw the thing you sent me. Um, yeah. 
yeah all those videos are crazy developer videos um but yeah so it's annoying that the pros coming out it it, it honestly it, it the only way i'll get it is if i get a decent value in a trade that makes and that the ps pro is that much better than the, right. the original that's the only way i would upgrade i never upgraded my ps4 when uh the pro came same out. here i still to this day my ps4 the original ps4 that i yeah. waited online for is the one i play it's unhooked it's right behind me in my uh my little my little streaming area and uh you know if i want to watch a blu-ray i hook that up and watch the blu-ray on it it's you know it's a workhorse and like i said i, I play it multiple times sounds a week, like an airplane week <laughs> yeah but it still goes strong yep you know and not for nothing so I, you know i'm a tech guy and you know some of you and i are similar you know we're looking at the graphics and all the little details and all that kind of stuff it, can the, the games look better on my ps4 sure yep. is it really going to change the gameplay too much not really maybe the loading screens will take a little longer right. but everything will otherwise load quicker. yeah that, that's you know and to me I, I i come from the days where you had to blow into a cartridge to get it to work so yeah if i have to wait for it to load a little bit it's not a big deal to me right um all right so let's move on we got quite a yep. bit of uh games releasing um if if you're new to the podcast the last podcast of the month i always bring up what's coming out for the next month um so we have a pretty large now we are in the season of gaming if you yes, are a gamer you know from september to december is prime time gaming you're getting all your your news well the new that I'll, I'll say a lot of the news comes in the summer but it's amping up what's coming in the fall right right um so all the big drops are in the fall and the winter and uh october september didn't disappoint october is definitely not going to disappoint and um with yeah, that being said i'm just going to uh, run through the list um it's on the screen chris if you want to follow along as i go through this yeah i'm looking at it so we have um desert rally which seems to be all platforms coming october 4th now here's a big one we have overwatch 2 um this is a highly anticipated multiplayer game um out of activision blizzard aka yeah. microsoft i don't um, get into the uh i was the never Royale a fan of, much. yeah i was never a fan of overwatch one but what makes this different is Overwatch 2 is going to be free to play. See that all, I might try then. <laughs> yeah, so it's free to play on all platforms. So I may try it out. Um, it's usually not my style multiplayer. I'm more Call of Duty type, but um, I may try because it's free to play. But that's for for the multiplayer world. This is a big time release for them. Hey, um, streaming on Twitch, let people see what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, this is October 4th. Uh, we have Deathverse Let It Die coming to PC only on October 5th. Near um, Automata. Automata. <laughs> yeah, I don't know um, even how to say it. I, yeah. I'm glad you messed it up because I don't yes. even know how to say it. Uh, when you read it the, quick, the it's end like of reading your edition. See it. Yeah, the end of your edition is uh, coming to the Switch on October 6th. Triple Take PC uh, October mm-hmm. 6th. No Man's Sky. This seems That's like so a, bad. <laughs> This is going to be such a strange game for the Switch. Um, it's going to be so bad. I mean, now No Man's Sky is fantastic. Yeah. On PS5, it, it took looked, them a long time to get it there, took too. took them a long time. And and on PS5, the No Man's Sky looks beautiful. The graphics are fantastic. It's a fun game if you've never played it to jump into, mm-hmm. especially 
if if you get the PSVR two and want to play it in virtual reality, it's gonna it's gonna look fantastic. Switch No Man's Sky on Switch is gonna be like the original. I just can't I can't see how it's gonna look yeah. halfway decent. I, dude, There's I so know. much going on. I don't even know. I have N- no idea. The Ninten- fact that got Nintendo on Nintendo it just blows my mind that they refuse to advance the graphics of their games. They rather just stick with their cartoony you know 720p graphics that the switch can provide they would absolutely dominate the gaming landscape if they came out with a system that could rival ps5 or did you see that i think it was i think it was uh one shot that posted it it was either me or one shot i don't even remember if i did or not it was of mario in the unreal engine 5 oh my god it looked gorgeous it looked insane it looked absolutely Absolutely insane and I can go on a Nintendo rant all yeah. day with this. It, it's annoying. That'll be a whole but, other episode of the, yeah. the Multiversal Podcast. Um, we'll just start ripping it apart. Moving on with the October 7th, we have Superpower 3 coming to PC. We have No yep. More Heroes 3 on PC October 11th. Now, yep. for me, this is a pretty big release. PGA Tour 2K23. Tiger um, Woods return. Coming. Yes, exactly. The return exactly. to the cover of a, of a golf game. The return of Tiger Woods to the video game world. Uh, this is coming October 11th. I, I actually enjoyed uh, Rory and enjoyed 2K21. Right. Um, so the fact I didn't play that, it too much. Yeah, I, I played 2K21 when they offered it for free. It was a free uh, on PS right, Plus right. for a month. So I played it there, and uh, me and my buddies had a lot of fun with it. But... um. Yeah, the return of Tiger Woods. That's a big one. October 11th. We have Lego Brook Tales uh, yeah. coming PC, PS4, Xbox, Switch, October 12th. Time Melters this is PC only, October 12th. Yep. Dying Light 2, Stay Human, Bloody Ties DLC. All platforms coming, except for the Switch, coming October 13th. Um, Eternal Colli- uh, Cylinder, uh, PS5, Xbox Series X. So only new yep. gen, October 13th. Fueled up and feel free to stop me if you're excited for anything that I'm mentioning. Um, yeah, I will. fueled up PC, PS4, Xbox, October 13th. We have lost. How do you even say that? I, w- I would pronounce it as Eidolons. Eidolons. I like it. Uh, I don't even know if that's right or close. Lost or Eidolons, PC, October 13th. Sunday Gold, PC, October 13th. Uh, Triangle Strategy, PC, October 13th. October 13th got a bunch coming out. Yeah, for real. Uh, WRC Generations, uh, Sony and Xbox, October 13th. Now, Buttersworth uh, said he tried the beta for Dragon Ball The Breakers. Um, yep. This is coming out October 14th. He said this game was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, he compared it to Budokai's graphics with Xenoverse's gameplay. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's, that's a pretty uh, bold statement because both of those games... Budokai 3 in particular was just an outstanding Dragon Ball game, and Xenoverse 2, if, you know, for anyone who wants an open world uh, Dragon Ball game, is another outstanding one. Mm-hmm. Um, the trailer for the Breakers didn't really do anything for me, but it didn't after for me him either. talking about it, you know, I was looking earlier today for the um, the beta version to see if I could test it out a little bit, and uh, I didn't see it on the PlayStation Store, but there is a beta out now if you want to try it out. Yeah, I'm, I may have to check it out because, uh, like like you, the trailer did nothing for. Yeah. Um, we have no more heroes three, uh, Xbox. Did you say that already? Did I? Oh, that's so PC is October 11th, and then it comes out. Gotcha. For the consoles, it looks like. Yeah. At a later date. Okay. At a later date. Um. 
Oh, the standard edition's October. The standard edition comes out at a different time as the... Hold on a second. Yeah, it's strange, right? The deluxe edition comes out October 11th of... I'm talking about PGA right now. PGA yeah, yeah, yeah. standard comes out the 14th. That's odd. Um, it's very odd, yeah. I don't think I ever saw it before. Yeah, so Taiko no... Yes, okay. Uh, Tatsujin. That... I don't even know what the fuck that is. Yeah, I don't Rhythm know. Festival. The fact that it says Rhythm Festival and for Switch tells me it's going to be probably similar to that. Um, what was that game for Game Boy Color or Game Boy Touch? It was like you know where it was like, like you you were like the cops and you had to tap the screen to to music in order to finish the levels. I can't think of the I name don't even now. Remember, it's basically like Guitar Hero but yeah. the Nintendo version. So it should be fun. Should be um, a Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, coming October 18th. That should be a good game. A yeah, that's really cool. is a pretty good series. Uh, Marvel Snap PC October 18th. What is that? I never even heard of that. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I, I know that Marvel's coming out with some sort of uh, like Pokemon Snap type of um, game. Uh, Pokemon Go type of game. I don't know if this is it. But, um, for, for PC, maybe I don't know. Yeah. I, I could, well, it would be a mobile game if it was like a Pokemon that's Go what I would type think, of right? thing. But uh, I don't. I'm not sure what Marvel Snap is. Um, them's fighting herds. <laughs> so, interesting uh, reward for the best title of a game release in October has to go to this one. Yeah, them's I, I agree. Herd. Them's That's fighting herds <laughs> uh, comes October 18th, and that looks like all platform besides PC. Uh, Destiny yep. Sword is PC October 19th. The Last Workers PC October 19th. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves coming to PC finally. So another, this is another uh, Sony, Sony exclusive, exclusive for Xbox. coming to PC. I'm sorry, um, for PC, for Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be on Steam if you're going to buy it. Uh, the Epic Store and Steam, uh, October 19th. Uh, Batora, Lost Haven, all platforms besides Switch, October 20th. And, um, Hell is Others, PC only, October 20th. And we have Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope. This is the sequel to the first Mario Rabbids that they created. Uh, this is a this joint is a, operation with Ubisoft and Nintendo. This um, is a uh, this this wins the reward for a game I care least about in October. Correct. Um, I, I, I have no interest. Gave zero shits about Mario yeah. Rabbids the first time, and I can care less the second time. But to its credit, it's still pretty popular. Um, yep. and I'm sure it'll sell well. So that's coming October 20th. Warhammer 40,000 shooters, blood <laughs> and teeth. <laughs> we, we, have some competition. Names, <laughs> we have We have competition for <laughs> titles right now. Shooters, blood and teeth. Uh, October 20th. I'm going to have to look that up. Cause that's that, that whole, yeah, I mean, Warhammer has always been a good series. I, yeah, I haven't seen much this of this title one. is uh, intriguing. It's always now, it's always interesting to me though when a game is coming out on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, and then also the Switch. Yeah, because me, it's is the Switch basically a different version? Is it going to be really crappy looking? Yeah, how or shitty is it going to look the look? same? Because if it's going to look the same, then it's not worth any money on current consoles. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It can only be as good as its worst. You know, right? Part right. And right. I love listen. I love the Switch, but unless you're Mario or Zelda or Kirby. You don't really do well on Switch. No. Agreed. So he, here here it is. It's uh, the big one. The big one. October For me, 21st, this is my most anticipated. 100%. Hand, 
hands down, Gotham Knights is finally here. Um, we've watched every character trailer. We've watched the group trailers. Yep. Anything that Gotham Knights put out, we've watched it and reacted, uh, whether it was uh, on a podcast or uh, whatever yep. projects we got going on on the channel. Um, this is a big one for all of us. And I think the fact that this is going to be a co-op game, we need to dive into this. 100%. Um, I'm, I'm fully prepared to pay full price for it and jump on with you. And, uh, well, we're the only ones with PS5. So I guess it's just you and me. And yeah. we maybe grab some other PS5. Well, players. here's the question that I don't know. If, it, if it's cross play, then we can play with everyone. Um, oh, yeah. If it's only, you know, per uh, console, then me and you could definitely dive in PS5. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> my question to you now is. Are you going to be Robin? <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, I'm ex- I'm excited because Batman's not even in this game. It's all the side characters. So <laughs> that's that's what I've been waiting for. I'm it's waiting just for a, a game of Robin gallery. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's basically a game of Robins and Batgirl. Yep. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. The trailers, all the footage they released, doesn't make me feel the warm and fuzzies for it. I just feel like it's gonna be monotonous and i don't know it doesn't seem like as tight as the uh, arkham games have been right however it's a multiplayer game in the arkhamverse where you can play co-op like how can you not buy it immediately and give it a shot you know what i mean so 100%. i'm gonna jump in and i can't imagine it not being fun playing with other people even if it's not such a great arkham game playing with you guys and just like kind of beating at some ass like yeah i can't imagine not being a fun game. it's gonna be amazing um butter says if it's cross play i'm so down hell yeah well i mean um, we'll let you know we'll see we'll see i actually don't even know if it's fully cross play or what yeah we'll have um, to figure that out if they're smart it should be but we'll see so we have new tales from the borderlands coming october 21st on all platforms that's pretty cool yeah persona 5 royale uh, all that'll be good on platforms. Switch. I don't, I don't see that doing well. Anywhere I else. hate Persona games, so that's same a hard here. No I'm not a fan. Um, I'm not trying to boot up a game and go to school and right. learn from a teacher, <laughs> and that's not gaming to me. So October 21st, that's dropping. Uh, Scorn PC and Xbox only. So I'm assuming that's a Game Pass product. Yep. Um, yep. I'll give that a shot. That looks like a scary ass game. Yeah. October 21st. Um, Horse Club Speaking Adventures. Of games, Horse Club Adventures too. <laughs> exactly. <Hazelwood> stories. <laughs> this is all platforms. October twenty fifth, Victoria three PC. October twenty fifth, Moonshine. Um, October twenty seventh, PC. Moonshine. I I don't know about the game, but I assume it's gonna be another one of these like uh, uh relaxing games, similar to like uh, House Flipper and uh Power Washer. You're probably yep. just making Moonshine and selling it. Yep um saturnalia all platforms october 27th um no star idea, ocean the divine force on everything another crappy rpg that no one's yeah, gonna play exactly october 27th now we have a couple heavy hitters back to back on october 28th we have bayonetta 3 which is a major release for nintendo um yep. that is coming on the switch october 28th uh, it's highly anticipated, and I, it's going to do very well. And for me, outside of Gotham Knights, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is coming October 28th. I've already pre-ordered it, already played the beta. I've absolutely loved the beta. Um, 
I'll probably talk more about it on the next episode as I gather thoughts on, on everything. Cause I think, um, there's a couple betas that are going to happen and they're each going to, you know, feature a different game mode. So I'll probably gather all my thoughts and kind of really dive into it. But, um, so far what I've played has been fun. The new game modes have been, um, different for call of duty and i'm i'm having a lot of fun with it third person is hard to get used to for being call of duty but but now is the whole game in third person or is that just an option you could switch it's like a game person. mode i think um oh. well the game mode that they offered was it's called third person mosh pit so every match you play is third person only i think there is a porsche uh, at, at some point i think you can switch between first and third I don't know how that works yet, but um, the the third person game modes were just silly fun. Dude, everybody's three peeking corners. Like, no, you you're not running and gunning like normal. You're hiding behind a corner, waiting for somebody to walk by, and then coming out and blasting them with a shotgun. <laughs> like, it's just it's very ratty and uh, silly. Uh, I was having fun with it, but overall, so far in the betas, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and that comes out October 28th and, uh, only the game, not Warzone. That'll be in November. Um, Factorio is coming to the switch October 28th and last but not least, uh, least the unliving on PC, October 31st. And that'll do it with all the yep. October releases, man. It's a, a big time release month for gaming. Um, and October is not gonna not gonna fail us. So, what is is Gotham Knights the one that you're most That's looking forward one. to? Okay, that and Scorn. Scorn is a, is a game that looks like it's gonna be short and sweet. It's you know something that I'll, I'll kind of give a shot and probably play just around Halloween time. Yeah. Um, but besides that, the only game I'm really interested in on this entire list in October is Gotham Knights. Cool. And that that's that's meaning you know listen we're all adults we all have families we all have things we're doing i can't afford to be buying games like i used to right so if i'm gonna spend it i gotta spend it on a game that i feel like i'll spend 60 hours in right. and gotham knights is that kind of game yep yeah for me it's gonna be call of duty and gotham knights and then uh i'll, I'll try tiger woods and all that stuff uh, at a later date um real quick we're gonna shoot over to the wrestling verse uh i only have one thing to say um do you are you familiar with Paige from the WWE? Uh, familiar enough. I mean, I don't follow wrestling as well as uh, all you guys do. Yeah, but I know who you're talking about. So she made her debut on AEW, and she's going by her real name, Soraya. Okay, this okay. was one of the loudest pops I've heard for a character coming to AEW or coming out after like a long injury um, or some sort of debut. It's been a long time I heard a pop like this. She got one of the loudest pops, definitely the loudest for a female wrestler. Good for her. Yeah, yeah good for her. It, it, was awesome. in, it was incredible. But um, definitely the loudest for a female, but it, it, it the pop was so loud, it, it really um, competes with some of the biggest pops for male entertainment as well. Good. Um, yeah. About it, time. It was, it was a big time, big time debut for her. And uh, I know it, it was it probably meant a lot because she had that crazy neck injury um, yeah. in the WWE. Yeah. And uh, she didn't even think she can, you know, compete anymore. 
So the fact that she's in AEW and ready to go is is pretty awesome. Huge. Um, and then lastly, there was one other thing that I forgot to write down and I can't remember. Um, don't know. So I'm going to end it there. Um, yeah, we'll have to revisit it, I guess. We'll have to revisit it. But Chris, I appreciate you joining me on this episode. Yeah, it was man. a little longer than uh, we normally do it, but with the two of us going back and forth, I thought yeah. it was uh, it was good fun. And I, uh, I like to, I like to talk. So my, yes. my bad if I bored anybody. No, nah, you're fine. Um, but yeah, so everybody listening to me on uh, listening to the podcast with Chris and I on Twitch, we thank you, Buttersworth. Everybody lurking. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, we appreciate it. Let us know in the comments what you thought. Like and subscribe to the channel. We are pushing to a thousand. Oh, um, I think uh, what you've got to write down is Patreon. Don't uh, don't forget yes. to throw out the Patreon there. We, we have a Patreon started, we and uh, we've got a couple of videos. Yeah. If you want some unedited, unfiltered reactions to some of the new things coming out, I know, Scythe, you did uh, Andor episodes one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be going up on the Patreon, and uh, we'll add a link to the uh, to the descriptions. Yeah, so the Patreon is live. Um for for you supporting us, we're going to give you something exclusive. So, yep. you are going to get um my, you know, raw reactions unedited to Andor episodes 1 and 2 and we'll continue with 3 and 4 and how the seasons go. Um you will also get uh, early access to our YouTube um videos. So uh, I know on Fridays, the hog army goes heavy with uh, Chris and one shots reactions. Um, so if you feel inclined and you want to see it earlier than everyone else, they'll be on the Patreon a week earlier. Um, we're trying to we're trying to give back to you guys. So uh, we appreciate the support. And uh, lastly, we have the theater room coming Tuesday. Um, we'll yep. dive in the House of Dragon, Ring of Power, She-Hulk, all the big topics on the entertainment yeah. side. Andor, and, Andor is going to be a big one on Tuesday. Yeah, so Andor uh, and watch uh, the show and tune in. Yes. Um, unfortunately, I won't be. Uh, I won't see the third episode till Wednesday, so I'm, I'll have to kind of walk away and drown myself. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, out. Uh, we'll warn give you me, when we get to the spoilers. Give me the thumbs up, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about on Tuesday, and uh, we'll probably have uh, Wade Pool with us, Zuplex, as we call him. I'm sure. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and yeah, one Chris should be jumping into, so uh, should have a full boat on t- on Tuesday. Oh hell yeah, uh, more than merrier. Um, oh yeah. So Chris, I appreciate you joining me on this episode, and uh, this is episode 13 of the Multiversal Podcast. And if you're listening on the podcast channel. Um, the, the episode details will have, you know, links to Patreon and our merch and everything in in details. So, uh, we thank you. We see you out there and that will do it. Yep. Later. Later. Later.